We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Back here on Cody and Gold, 11 o'clock hour. Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Nick Schwert with you. We'll get to the trash of the day coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Pretty funny story out of North Carolina in particular. Especially when we joke about Cody running for school board. It's actually not as unrealistic as it sounds. We'll explain. I feel better about it today. His his chances have skyrocketed. We'll skyrocketed? I think so, based on what happened in North Carolina. So we'll, we'll explain that. Coming up in just a little bit, but let's head out to the 610 hotline and welcome in former Chiefs wide receiver, and he's now part of the Chiefs radio network. You'll hear him on the call Sunday at noon, along with Mitch Holtis, Josh Klingler, and Dan Israel. He, of course, is Dane in Hughes. Dane, and good to have you on the show, man. Real quick, we were talking about Twitter. Hold on, hold on, hold on guys. Hold on. My page is going off. My page is going off. <laughs> <laughs> ah, see? You didn't think I heard that intro. That That's Nick. big intro, see? That's Nick. Nick's all over it. Yeah, Nick's Nick's all over that. We were talking about Twitter, Dane. I'm Danon. not going to sing the lyrics because <laughs> that's good for this radio. But. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you blocked anybody on Twitter before? Because we were just talking about uh, who people have been. On Twitter? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the past, yes, I have. I think there's some obnoxious people that keep pressing or envelope different things. Most of it is usually... Hey, we'll try to reconnect with Dane. Sorry, I'm going to put Dane on hold there, Nick, but we're, his connection, I'm sure everybody picked up on that. It was just, we're, we're dropping out. I didn't want to continue the, the whole interview with him cutting in and out because we want to talk some Chiefs football with him, but I... Hate to hate to cut him off, but that was it was not going to sound good. The whole interview. So you're just going to hang up on our guy, Damon? Right, I put him on hold. Nick's working on it. He didn't. That would have been annoying to listen to for 15 minutes if it was cutting in and out every three seconds. That's fair. Usually, you know what it is. Dana's just got to like move to yeah, a different corner we'll of the same room, and then yeah, it we'll all get, works. We we'll get reconnected. How have we not figured out cell phone signals to the point that we can all just be connected all the time? Just build a few more of these things. Let's just make build a few easier. more of these things. All right, let's reconnect there with Dane and Hughes. Sorry to, to, to cut you off there, Dana. We just wanted to make sure we had a, a better connection there. Yeah, it must have been my pager or something. There's a cross <laughs> between that. Yeah. But yeah, your question was about blocking people on Twitter. I have. Uh, mo- it's, I don't think it's ever been sports-related. It's usually something about race or politics or something in society or stuff like that where people just kind of push the envelope too far, get a little bit too obnoxious, and it's like, okay, I'm done with this conversation. It's no longer a conversation. I'm not trying to uh, 
change your mind. You're not, you're trying to obviously change my mind and you're not being necessarily in a position of agreeing to just disagree. So yeah, I've blocked people. Danon. So there's, we're going to ask you some things about the chiefs. I swear, but we're having, uh-huh. we've had now, I guess a two year long show debate and we need you a former <laughs> NFL player's opinion on this. So I'm going to have to lay All it right. out because otherwise it's not going to make any sense at the end. Right. And let's, let's the fourth preseason game, Danon. The way it works now, there are guys, or it could have been the first in your case because the cuts were a little bit earlier. There are players at the bottom of the roster who are still hoping to find some way to impress the coaches in order to land one of those coveted final roster spots or to, like, make a team or make an impression or whatever. I have made the argument that even in those cases, there are players who are lazy, who are not giving their best effort, even if they are fighting for their NFL life. Do you think they're all just giving their best or do you think that there are some players who still find ways to not play their hardest? You're talking about the actual guys on the field, or you're talking about the, the wannabes that want to get activated or get lifted from practice squad and have not seen or sniffed the field consistently. I'm talking like you're the so- end of the bottom of the roster. Yeah. Undrafted like, guy. That's undrafted to, guy yeah. who's trying to like make an impression in the fourth preseason game. I've argued that there are still guys in those situations who aren't trying hard. Uh, I absolutely disagree. And, uh, Thank you, you may Dan. not, you may not know my bio, but I was one of those guys, although I was drafted, I was a seventh round pick. I was on practice squad for the first 10 weeks of the season and then got activated and wind up being activated for the rest of my career and, uh, wind up being a four-time captain. And, uh, so to say and and so I'm saying from experience as well as what I see from these players, if you want to keep your job, and the NFL stands for not for long, um, Al Saunders, who was my wide receiver coach, who wound up being a really, really good offensive coordinator, once said that it's the world's longest job interview in the NFL because back then there were no guaranteed contracts. So if you got cut, on Tuesday, or you got cut on Monday after a game, that was the last check that you were going to get. You were officially unemployed. So I say all that because it's hard for me to then say there are guys that don't try hard when there are so many other people that are chomping at the bit, waiting for an opportunity to come in, just try out, never mind make a team. So I never experienced that, and I can't believe that Andy Reid, uh, an Andy Reid-run organization would ever – put up with that now maybe if we were talking about Todd Haley and Scott Pioli (laughs) that might be a different answer but this organization the way it's run from top to bottom like these guys put their all their heart out on the field in the preseason offseason OTAs on practice squad right now waiting for that opportunity so uh yeah I would probably disagree with you on that that's a shame I was thinking maybe like well (laughs) hey aren't there guys who don't want their job who, like, say they want to be NFL players, Danon, but just like, eh, I do this, but I'm not really trying to Oh, I'm sure team. there are guys that, well, I guess if you want to say 100% of their effort is probably not 100% of the players. There's nothing that's 100%. So maybe that's kind of the, the fine print on that answer that I would add to. But for the most like, part, yeah, for the most part, guys are, you know, they're putting it all out there on the line every single day. They might get into a comfort zone where it might look like cruise control, but I guarantee, you know, if Andy Reed, just like your boss, just like any of our bosses might say, Hey, 
you know, you need to step up production or we need to be better. You were stuttering too much on air or, you know, we didn't go to commercial break as smoothly. You would tighten it up. Doesn't mean that you weren't given a hundred percent. You just have to tighten the screws up a little bit. So I think that's, that's the declaration that I would make on that. We're talking to Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. And I would imagine as a former wide receiver in the league, if I told you you'd be part of a game and maybe you had in college, I don't know where 68 times your quarterback was going to throw the football and only run it six times. I, I would imagine the wide receiver room would be pretty happy about that. 1000% happy. It'd be like Christmas <laughs> times Christmas <laughs> times Christmas for any wide receiver. Now I like I like the block. I like the physicality of the game personally, but that's not necessarily how and why we got to the NFL. We got there because we could catch the ball and make plays. So anytime you would have an opportunity, if somebody, if Paul Hackett or Jimmy Ray or Marty Schottenheimer would have told me back in the day that, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have a game where we're gonna throw the ball 68 times, I mean, I would have I would have gotten a massage before the game. I would have gotten I would have had the best treatment ever. hydrated and everything, I would have been like, okay, yeah, game on. So, yeah, the players, the wide receivers specifically love it when you have opportunities like that. And he hit, what, 11 different receivers in the game, so everybody had a chance to eat. And you got the win as well. So that's the other caveat is now as a wide wide receiver, you recognize, hey, there might be another game where we throw the ball over 60 times because we actually got the win in this one. So that kind of propels you and keeps you your adrenaline going for the rest of the season because you might think somewhere else down the line we're going we're going to be okay with throwing the ball 60 something times and I need to be ready for it which goes back to your to your comment or the initial question about guys on practice squad those guys if they're not incentivized to be working hard in practice to seize an opportunity to get on an active roster knowing that we have, we're on a team that is willing to throw the ball that many times then they're just idiots. But I I guess, so all that being said, obviously he had a big game statistically. Does that mean I should be worried that with all that, Sky Moore still couldn't get a catch, Danon? Feels like when Andy Reid wants to get the ball to somebody, he gets the ball to somebody. He threw the ball to Tony on the first play of the game. Uh, yeah, I think that was just more about getting him indoctrinated into our offense, getting him something positive quickly. Heck, we've seen that with Josh Gordon last year where they just tried, they emphasized getting him the ball. But I think sky, what we have to realize is that he's already involved in this team. He's already involved in this offense and special teams. And I don't think it's absolutely necessary to get him the ball. I mean, we've seen that with Tyreek Hill, you get him the ball early because you want him to have a flow in the game. Well, if you're sky Moore and you're only playing 20 plays of offense a game, then you're just another part of the offense. It's not like, would we say the same thing about Noah Gray, uh, you know, or, or Jody Fortson when he comes back from injury? I don't think so. I think, you know, there are aspects of the offense where you're saying you're just part of this play. Make sure you get open and stay in the vision of the quarterback. And then there are times where, okay, we're going to get you the ball quickly in space uh, to see what you can do. Uh, you know, they were excited about Kadarius Tony. I think there's going to be more put on his plate this coming week. Um, and I think they realized they got they got a diamond in the rough in him that he can make some serious plays. I was surprised that he wasn't part of the punt return, yeah. uh, but I think that's going to be coming down the road. Do you think that you, you said you, maybe to be more involved this week, is that just you, you thought that to begin with, or is that also some of the, the knowledge of McCole Hardman, who's, who's unfortunately did not practice due to an injury yesterday? 
I think it's a combination. McCall Hardman has elevated himself to a really solid number three and maybe even in, in a lot of cases a number two receiver on this team. And if you have a guy like Kadarius Toney where you he hasn't totally been able to embrace the entire offense, doesn't know what his role is in this offense, and now you have a nicked-up McCall Hardman, kind of makes it tough to say, okay, now, McCall, go out there just because you're feeling 90% or 80% healthy. Go out there and return punts. And if God forbid something happens, now you're kind of behind the eight ball with your receiving core because you have one of your active guys, uh, your, your dangerous playmakers that doesn't know the entire offense. So I feel like, uh, like I said, when I talked with Dave Tobe last week, like his face lit up about Kadarius Tony and his abilities in the, in the special teams, specifically punt returning. So that's what made me kind of be surprised about his, um, not his, his lack of opportunity on the punt return. So I feel like that's probably going to change soon. Dana, why do you think in Patrick Mahomes' career he's been worse at home? Like, is there a good explanation for it? Because it seems confusing to us. So, like, when you say worse, like, should we say less great? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's... <laughs> I mean, great let, versus, let's, yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think there's, you know, there's a level of competitiveness, a, le- a level of adrenaline uh, with the dynamic of when the offense is on the field, the fans are silent at home. When you're on the road, you contest with that, and that can break some people. We've seen that break some quarterbacks. And we've seen some quarterbacks really elevate their game in hostile environments. Maybe that's the case with Patrick is that, you know, he's, he's got a little extra swag. You've seen him count down to one, two, three, four. Uh, you've seen him talk trash to the Chargers sideline last year. And over time, um, there are times where he's, his personality kind of shines a little bit stronger on the road. And I think he feeds off of that negative uh, that negative influence or that negative arena uh, in, in on, the, on the road. So I feel like maybe that's the case as well. Uh, but, like, I think he's great is great. Less great is fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I, I get your point. It was like we were really looking at the numbers, like half a touchdown less a game, which because he's got 99 touchdowns on the road in 37 games. He's got barely mm-hmm. over 70 in 34 games at home. It's like, I was surprised. And it feels yeah, like this yeah. year, Danon, they've run into stuff where they're playing they're playing down a little bit to their competition. I wonder if for how long they've been great for the stretch at which they have been, it's got to be a little bit hard to get up against a noon Sunday game against the Jags at home. Yeah, I'd say that could be true. And I say could be because most teams – have that kind of lackluster or have had experiences with lackluster performances. But I feel like the loss to the Colts is the jolt that this team needed. Uh, You go back to last year, not saying that the Tennessee Titans were a bad team, but that embarrassing 27 to three loss because it was embarrassing in that nature was what catapulted the team for the rest of the season to the AFC championship. You go to the year before that, in the Super Bowl run, we had that loss. And even that 2019-year MVP and going to the Super Bowl, winning MVP and all that, or I should say Super Bowl MVP that year, um, we lost two home games to the Colts and to the Titans that were somewhat embarrassing that we didn't lose again for 
over 300-something days. Um, so I feel like the Colts was that loss this year. Not saying that they're going to run the table. Hopefully they do. But I feel like that kind of jolting loss is what will propel us against lesser uh, teams in the future, and that'll start this week with the Jaguars. I'll feel the same way. I'll probably have the same answer for you guys the week of the Houston Texans game. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I feel like, you know, you have one of those losses one year where you realize, okay, we're not as great as we think, and we got to focus every single Sunday because anything can happen. And then the Jaguars, this is their Super Bowl. This is the biggest crowd that they'll play in front of. This is the most raucous environment that they'll play in front of. And this is probably the best team that they will play this season. At 3-6, and six, they probably don't have a chance to get in the playoffs. And so I'm sure Doug Peterson, especially being here and having a part of his career here, he's telling those guys all about the Chiefs fans, the the Arrowhead faithful, the 12th man, the the loudness of the stadium, and and basically building it up like it's their Super Bowl. So they're going to come out guns blazing, and we just got to be ready. Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. You'll hear him on the call this Sunday on the Chiefs radio network along with Mitch Holtis, Josh Klingler, and Dan Israel. Appreciate it as always, man. And uh, we'll be listening tonight, players only, tonight, 6 o'clock here on 610. All right, fellas. Thanks a lot. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.